I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Happy freaking Wednesday, everybody. It is Wednesday, September the 9th, 2020. We are over an hour late. Uh, Just about an hour late. I had to watch the rest of Dynamite, and I spent some time with my wife, which was no offense to all you guys, but a little bit a tad bit more important. No offense to anybody, but I even see my wife much lately, so I wanted to spend a little R&R with my wife. But this is, I am Stephen Mielhausen, the host of the Walkway to Fight Club. I'm also a writer from The Zone and Sporting News. We'll get into one big thing before we get into everything else, but I want to thank everyone for watching last night's show. Greatly appreciate it. It's up on the YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to the channel and also just hit, just hit, the, give me a thumbs up. You want to give me a thumbs down? Give me a thumbs down. I'm cool with that. But if you're going to give me a thumbs down, I'm going to just tell me why. Things I like to know. If I suck, tell me why. So at least I know. <laughs> you know, but no, I want to thank everyone for joining in. It does mean a lot. Thank you so much. Before I even start, I want to wish my sister-in-law. Happy birthday. It's 34 today. Man. Happy birthday, sis. Hope it was a great one. We had a great time. It was good to see you, and the pizza was stupendous. I love pizza more than I think I love more than I love any food on the planet. Who loves pizza? This guy. Two days in a row, I had pizza. And you know what? I'm pretty damn excited to eat it. But don't forget, if you're watching via YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Give a thumbs up. Got a couple new subscribers last night, so that meant a lot for the podcast. I thought that was a very good show, recapping NXT. Also, it's on the audio version, Just and I'll say it real quick. Just iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all your favorite podcasts and platforms. Also live tonight on Facebook. Very simple. Give a reaction to the video. 
hit then just go hit that like button for the walkway to fight club and then when you're done hit the follow button means a lot be greatly appreciated got a couple new followers so thank you for every thank you guys for joining on the train i want to start with this because i've been getting i've been getting a buckload of questions about this why hear myself there i wanted to get this out of the way and actually before i do that leave questions or comments anything you liked about aew tonight likes dislikes we can talk that we will leave questions about wwe boxing a lot of boxing <laughs> one big one boxing mma and also the world of professional wrestling so if you have any questions on any of those topics feel free I'll answer them. I promise. Trust me. I will. Um, let's start with this. And I wasn't going to bring this up because I've been getting bombarded with this all day. People have been wanting to know what my thoughts are regarding Canelo Alvarez. And that situation with the zone. And I will say this much. I don't know all the particulars. I've read the lawsuit. I'm not really going to comment on it any further than that. Um, I hope all parties, I hope this comes with the right resolution. I think the right resolution for all parties is for Canelo Alvarez to fight on the zone. I hope it's I really do. I think Canelo Alvarez in the zone is a good fit. I really do. You know, I know people are going to say, well, you know, you're just saying that. No, I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying that because they signed my paycheck. None at all. I hope Canelo, Golden Boy, and DAZN can come to an amicable resolution because that's the best thing for all parties. It is the best thing for boxing. It is. I hope people think that. Because it is the best thing for the sport. At the end of the day. It really is. The biggest star should be fighting on the best platform. You look at everyone. Because if you look at since boxing's been in the pandemic. No offense to top rank. I like Shakur Stevenson. I like the leader Alvarez Joe Smith fight. Jose Ramirez and Victor Postel, Postel was a really good fight that should not have been that good. Shouldn't have been. But if we're going to call a spade a spade, the zones had the two best fights this the two fights during the pandemic. They have. And that was Katie Taylor against Delphine Pursoon and also Alexander Povetkin and Dillian White. And we're just going to be 
honest with each other and call it like we see it. It's exactly how it is. People don't like it. Can pound sand. But no one's told me to make a statement. I wasn't even really even going to bring it up. Just felt obligated that I should bring it up. Because it's a big deal. It's a big thing going on right now in the sport. Stuff like that needs to be brought up. But hopefully Canelo Alvarez and the zone can come to and Golden Boy can come to a resolution. We can get Canelo Alvarez back in the back in the ring in 2020. I want to see Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith. And I want to see Callum's and I want to see Billy Joe Saunders against Canelo Alvarez. Those are two great fights. Hopefully a resolution will be made. I think it will. I think sides are a little mad at each other right now. And I think they're both not even mad, I'm more frustration. And I think stuff will get resolved. But let's get into AEW. Let's get into some pro wrestling. The reason we're here, Tom. Yes, that is true. Rusev is here. The debut has happened. I loved it. I don't think you could get any more of a better debut. I think. I I thought it was fantastic. Kip Sabian came out with... Penelope Ford. I love how he kicked Tony Schiavone out of there. He's like, if I'm going to have anyone come in here, it's going to be Jim Ross. And teasing who's going to be my best, who's going to be the best man for my wedding. Out comes, I forget the guy's name. He's a subscriber to his Twitch channel. Then Brian Pillman Jr. came out and he goes, I don't even, we're not even really friends. I just texted you saying, you're the best, comma, man. And and then the music hit. Here came, well, I'm calling him Rusev. He's known as Miro. So we'll, for tonight, we'll go with Miro, uh, Rusev. He came out. Um, great reaction. That was a pretty good crowd tonight. I thought a little bit of a better crowd than what we saw for uh, All Out. It wasn't as human from what I was told, so I think that was a big help. And great ovation. And what he said, what a promo. This promo was, I have to admit, a very solid, a solid piece of work here. Ten years in the same house with the same glass ceiling after the same brass ring. You can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. He said he is elite. He's in an elite place. And he is all elite. And he will be with, seems like for the time being, he will be with Kip Sabian. He told Kip Sabian he'll be the best man at his wedding. Great promo. And I know people are, were really crapping on the promo of like, oh, come on. And the typical guy leaves WWE and bashes WWE. And normally I would. I would honestly agree. But this guy was held down. You talk about held down. Creatively stifled in every imaginable turn. Look at this guy. Comes in, gets a hell of a push. Gets the U.S. title. Even beat John Cena. 
But then you go to WrestleMania, he's got WrestleMania 31, he's got the tank. He's got everything. You can tell he's getting the monster push. But then Cena wins, and Cena beats him every time thereafter. And Cena beat him for the, when Cena beat him for the U.S. title at WrestleMania 30. Hey, this guy, come on, I'm up this big, huge tank. And it's like, okay, this guy's going to get the push. And then kind of just fizzled. That was five years ago. Very he kept trying to come up with different stuff. Rusev Day freaking clicked him. Lana Aiden English Day was on fire. Merch was selling out top of the heap in merchandise. And they tell him, well, well, you know, they're saying it because they don't like you. Here's all these excuses and crap from Vince McMahon. Cuts his hair, he loses weight, gets in better shape. Still nothing. Still getting the loudest chance on the show. Merch is selling through the roof. He's like, get me the hell out of here. I want to go. I'm not resigning. Let me leave. He left. Got cut. Because he was going to leave anyway. And let him off on his merry way. Successful. Allegedly, he was going to go on. Going to be a Twitcher. A gamer. We knew that wasn't the case. I hope he has a deal to where he can also wrestle in New Japan. I think that would be awesome. I think he's tailor-made for New Japan. He's got he's got it. Big men like that don't grow on trees. Big men that are athletic have undeniable charisma. Can go in the ring. Can talk on the stick. He checks every box that you were looking for in a main eventer. He screams main eventer. How does this guy never got a main event level push? How this guy was never a world champion? Boggles my mind. Nick Swank, happy Miro Day. You got Miro Day trending. Miro is trending. I saw Rusev Day was trending. I don't think it is anymore, but I know Miro Day still trending on Twitter. Rusev trending. The crowd was eating it up. Chaining Rusev. Rusev Day, Miro Day. This guy gets it. He's the deal. Hopefully, it seems like. I don't know what the particulars are of his deal. And I'm going to find out. But it's just, he's got it. He has it. It. You don't get it. That size. That agile. That much charisma. Guys like that aren't built on trees. Guy can be a world champion. That's a great signing by AEW. It really is. Hopefully he gets to go to Japan because I think he would do very well in New Japan. But I think really, 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 really like what I see from Rusev. That was a great promo. Great fire. I'm going to read that promo to you guys again. That was great. Ten years in the same house 
with the same glass ceiling after the same brass ring, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. That was a missile fired to Stamford, Connecticut, straight through straight through the building, up and around the corner to one office of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. If you don't think so, you know nothing about wrestling. You can feel the frustration coming out of his mouth and such a relief it was for him to say that in front of a national audience. And he actually got mic'd. I mean, he, you could tell how excited he was to be there. He's getting the crowd fired up. He spoke with conviction. He spoke with a purpose. I have to say, for basing it off of one night, I thought a, a very, 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 very good debut for Miro. Let's see what he does. Let's see how he does without Lana. That's kind of, I'm really intrigued by that. I don't know about the pairing with Sabian. I think it's going to be more short-term than anything else. I think that's just the way to get him in. Go in, you do the deal, and then you get in and out. We've got a lot of people jumping in and out here, but guys, if you're jumping in and out, leave questions and comments. Please leave them. I will read them. We already already read one. We'll do that. Subscribe to the, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs down, preferably a thumbs up. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's simple. Leave a reaction to how you feel about the video. Like the Walkway to Fight Club Facebook page. And also, give it a quick follow. Bing, bang, boom. You are done. But a great debut by Miro. I thought this was more of a night of, I thought, great talking. The wrestling, the wrestling wasn't bad. I thought the promo work was done. And the big thing hype for this show. Was the promo by Matt Hardy. People wanted to know what Matt Hardy was going to say. After suffering, I don't care what anyone says, that was a concussion. You can't tell me different when a guy is out for 40 to 45 seconds. Matt said it was great to be in front of a live audience. Thanked everyone for watching. Admits he took a scary fall and is thankful for all the support he's gotten from the fans. And he is expected, doctors have told him he is expected to make a 100% recovery. I thought it was cool he pointed out his wife, Rebby, and their youngest son in the crowd. Apologized to everyone at home, including for scaring his family. Said once he gets cleared, he's going to get ranked and he's going to go compete for his first AEW championship. Whether I you got to assume either the TV title or the AEW title. He said the journey is far from over, and the fans are the best. How can any if anyone can hate on that promo, you hate wrestling. It was a genuine promo. You could feel the emotion coming out of Matt Hardy. That's all wrestling is, guys. You got to believe when you. Someone, male or female, is cutting a promo. You have to believe the words coming out of their mouth. Listening to Matt Hardy, everybody. I believed everything coming out of Matt Hardy's mouth. Great promo. That's a that's a typical white meat baby face promo. I'm going to rest up, get healthy, spend time with my family, and I'm coming to make a run at a belt. 
hey, short, simple, to the point, tugged at the string, at the, at the, tugged at the emotion strings. Well done. Absolutely loved it. I got two more great promos tonight. Because I mean, this was all about, a, this was all promos. <laughs> to me, Kenny Omega. Seemed like he broke he broke up with the hangman. As Adam Page cut a promo earlier in the show. And Shivani was <laughs> I always love the fact every time Page does an interview, he has a drink with him. This time he had whiskey. Like he asked Page how he was doing. He gave kind of a ho home. I'm fine. I'm gonna heal up, blah, blah, blah. Shivani then pressed him a little more. Be honest. Tell the fans how you really feel. Just said he felt it was inevitable. Him and Kenny Omega were going to split up. But it didn't have to go the way it went down at all out. Said it was his fault that... Admitted responsibility. It's a good man. Admitted it was his fault that, you know, FTR got into the title match against them. The Bucks are the best tag team in the world. Um, Playing himself for making FTR think he was the weak link of the team. So he admits. I know. Me and Kenny always weren't... On the same page, but we were the best team. And that they'll climb their way back to the top. And then you get later on, you get to Kenny Omega. He does an interview with, let me look at my notes here. I got him here. Let's see here. I lost my notes here. Oh, no. See, this is what I hate about. Microsoft Word. I got him here somewhere. There we go. Did it really seem like seemed pretty chill for someone that just lost his titles? Man, I know if I lost a title, regardless of what the title is, I'd be pretty pissed. Seemed like Omega could have all he needed was a coffee or like a latte. He was so chill, so relaxed, acting like it wasn't really that big of a deal. And said, if if Paige thinks we're getting back together, he's nuts. Not going to happen. I dedicated almost a year of my life to being in, in a tag team. Maybe I thought at the time I was meant for that instead of being a single star. But we're not getting back together, and I'm going to make a run and be the guy I am supposed to be. So Kenny Omega broke up with Adam Page. Kenny Omega is, and he said it to me, and I'm going to air the interview. I'm going to put out the interview soon. That interview gained a lot of, I'm going to air the audio. When I interviewed Omega for Sporting News at the end of February, it was that criticism at the time. Where's the best bout machine? Where's the cleaner? Showed at Revolution, the best bout machine is right here. You can shove it up my ass. And then he had the Iron Man match with Pac. Kind of put some of those doubts away. And you can check that interview out at SportingNews.com. A very good, where he talks about that. But we talked more in depth about it in the audio. And I'm going to release that within the next week. But very, you can tell he's very motivated. You tell he's writing to get back into singles. I think they do a program with him and Paige. I wish they would do. I hope they do it. Maybe they do. 
We got to see FTR, Hangman, and Omega against in the Bucks. Triple threat tag title match. That's throwing money away. I think, in my honest opinion, I think we need to see that. But if you're looking for a heel promo, man, that was an excellent promo by Kenny Omega. I like how he called himself the ace. I don't know if I'm maybe a dig at Tanahashi. But I think if everyone's been looking for the cleaner, people have been looking, who's this Kenny Omega, the best bout machine? Going to get it now, everybody. In Omega's mind, he's done with the hangman. But go out of your way if you have not seen it. Great promos by Adam Page. Great promo by Kenny Omega. A show of great promos. What are my thoughts on Dynamite earlier? You know, it was a show of a show of promo. Really good, solid promos. I'm gonna run down the show really quickly here, and we'll go up in the go up in the old notes. But if you have any questions or comments, pretty simple. Just go, click subscribe, subscribe to the channel, the walkway to walkway to Fight Club YouTube channel. Just click that subscribe button. Give it the old big thumbs up. Give it a thumbs down. Tell me why you don't like it. Also, on Facebook Live, give a reaction to how you feel about the video. Like the Walkaway to Fight Club page. And also, right after that, give it the old follow. The show started off great. Tony Schiavone's in the back. And here come these two SUVs with Chris Jericho and MJF. Totally, you can see as they look at each other, you know, like they're gonna try to lie, they're gonna lie to each other here. And MJ Jericho tells MJF, Man, you got screwed out of the, the title, you should be the AEW world champion. MJF tells him, Man, you got I don't know how you lost to Orange Cassidy twice, it was criminal. And one day you will become a late champion once again. I like they walked away and they do the split screen and they both call each other losers. A program between them is inevitable. It kind of, I got the hint that's where they're going next with each guy. I don't know if they're going to, it's either going to be next or it'll be the program to end the year and go in the revolution in February. I don't know where they're going with that, but I was very, I liked that. I thought that was really well done. Then we got the first match. We got the Lucha Bros, Penta El Zero, and Ray Phoenix with Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade ringside against the Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt at ringside. Great opening sequence with Jungle Boy and Phoenix. A su- uh, Suicida by Jungle Boy. Tried to use Lucha Source as a launching pad, but slipped, thankfully. Okay. Cut off, he got caught. Jungle Boy got cut off. A couple hot tags for Luchasaurus. Ran wild with chops and kicks. Luchasaurus was able to get back to Jungle Boy. Penton Phoenix hit the package double stomp combo, but Jungle Boy kicked out. Phoenix came off the top. Jungle Boy moved out of the way. Phoenix hit Penta, and then Jungle Boy rolled up Penta for the pin. A big win for Jurassic Express. The sentient tease between the brothers. Eddie Kingston smoothed it over at first. 
Penta pushed Ray Phoenix. Eddie Kingston got them back together. They hugged. Back on the same page. Eddie Kingston, what a promo, man. Man. There's not a better. Eddie Kingston right now is killing him promos. I think Eddie Kingston, you really got to make, you can make a case that right now today, Eddie Kingston's a top five promo in the business. You can legit make that case. His every time he talks, his promos are so strong. The match was okay. He had the botch early by Jungle Boy. It just felt a tad off. Still good. A tad off though. I don't want to see them break up. No, I, I can't. Even though they're both great singles, Penta and Ray Phoenix are awesome in singles, especially Ray Phoenix. But hopefully, let's hope. The Lucha Bros get a run with the AEW tag titles. They're better together than separate. You can still do their own thing singles, but they still need to be together. One man's opinion. They go to the back with Lance Archer. I like this whole, like, it's raining, and you got, like, a door, and you got, like, the graffiti to the side. That was pretty cool. Archer not happy with the fact that Jake Robert, that uh, John Moxley, he said he's been the champ too long and it's time for him to come get the gold and he will be the next AEW World Heavyweight Champion. They're going to meet. There is a date and we'll tell you the date in a little bit. We went over the Matt Hardy stuff earlier. Matt Hardy did the promo. We got Orange Cassidy and a Helico. I missed a bit of this. So I'm going to go off just what I saw. I really just saw when Cassidy made made the comeback, hit a suicide dive high across on the top, hit the orange punch for the win, was celebrating, and then got attacked by Santana and Ortiz. And Chucky T came and warded them off. Big, not expected win for Orange Cassidy. It was good to see Angelico back. We ain't seen Angelico in a while. And then Trent and Chuck proceeded to challenge Santana and Ortiz next week to a parking lot brawl. That was accepted. That will be on next week's Dynamite. And Alex Marvez went to go interview the Young Bucks. They opened the door. Pa! Super kick party. Out went Marvez. And that was that. Interesting. What are they doing with the Bucks? I don't know. I got to admit, I like it, though. You don't rarely see this side of them. And I thought Excalibur really played it up well of you want to be out of their way when they act like this. Like really building it up as when they're heels and they show that fire that they're showing. If they're a Someone to be reckoned, someone they're a force to be reckoned with. I thought a great job there by Excalibur, great fire by the Young Bucks. I want stuff like that has me intrigued. And don't get me wrong, hopefully, this is the end of Alex Marvez. I'm just not a fan. I like Alex, but he's got to go. I'm sorry, maybe I'm mean like that. But then we had the Miro segment, we talked about. Then they had the Hangman interview, and then we had to kick off the eight, the nine o'clock hour. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager against Joey Janela 
and Sunny Kiss in a no DQ match. I really enjoyed this, and I'm happy Joey Janela got some offense. Tagged in Kiss, I did a set of moves, kept off by double drop kicks. Had the advantage till Janela jumped off a chair, and Jericho hit a back suplex. Part of Janela's head hit like the corner part of like the corner part of the chair, like the legs. Came back from break. Good back and forth action. Jericho catapulted Janela into Hager. They're on the outside. They're badly on the outside. Jericho catapulted Janela into Hager. Hager chokeslammed Janela through a table. Sunny Kiss was cleaning house. Had Hager dead the rights when Jericho's kiss went to the top. Jericho sprayed the fire extinguisher. Hager did his rock bottom like move. Pinned him in an arm triangle choke position for the one, two, three. Jericho caught a promo, night of promos, and I loved it. Said him and Hager going after the inner circle's down right now. Santana Ortiz got their attack in on Best Friends. Guevara's healing up, and him and Hager going to collect some wins and go after FTR and the tag team titles. Hey, I'm all about Jericho going for the tag titles. Great promo by Jericho, as always. Succinct purpose for now, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager. Going to be a tag team. I am down for the cause for that. But I did want to say, I was very impressed with Sunny Kiss. And I know Sunny Kiss gets a bad rap by a lot of the community. I don't know why. Who cares about his sexuality and everything else? Who cares? Can flat out wrestle. That's the best I've seen him. I thought he looked great. I didn't think he had it in him. I'm... I don't see enough of Monty. Don't see enough of him wrestle. Well done. Had me sold. I want to see more Sunny Kiss. I want to see more him and Janela. That's a good little tag team. Get him some wins. Maybe you can get him down the line for tag title shots. Why not? But extremely well done. That was a fun match. I thought that match was very fun and a very good promo at the end from Jericho. And then, oh my God, I love this. MJF in the back with his campaign staff said Moxley cheated it all out and he knows it, but didn't blame, didn't blame the champion because it's just who he is. Then he proceeded to fire them all. But then he looks at Wardlow and said, you're the reason I lost. Don't know how to throw, which is true. That was a horrible throw. And the thing is, and Wardlow's getting fired up, got more in his face. MJF's like, we shouldn't have a problem. Because it isn't Tony Khan who signs your checks. I sign your checks. And you better start thinking about what you're going to do. Or the checks will stop coming and you and your family will be out on the street. Now's not time for any aggression. It's time to come up with a plan for me to get back on top and to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Awesome promo. Just teasing, teasing the dissension between him and MJF. I'm on it. I'm on it all day, all day, every day. I want to see me more of that. Definitely want to see more of that. So hopefully we... You know the program's going to come down the line. It's just going to be, when is Wardlow going to screw MJF? 
Because you could see the look on Wardlow's face start walking away. He's like, kind of having like his woosah, Bad Boys 3 type of moment there. So, But no, I really enjoyed that as well. Moxley cut a promo. Like I said, night of the promos. Said, it's not like I didn't have enough on my plate to begin with. But after the match, out of the corner of my eye, I saw Lance Archer sitting in the crowd. I saw him win the Battle Royal. It only get, doesn't get any easier. It only gets harder, and that's the way I like it. Archer, he admits Archer is a monster. But we need to ask ourselves, would you really bet against John Moxley right now? Well done. Well done. Before we continue, and this is when AEW made the announcement, John Moxley, Lance Archer will meet for the AEW Heavyweight title. It's set for the anniversary one-year anniversary show on October the 14th. I like the fact they're giving this a build. They're not, they're not rushing. They're not doing like what WWE does. We're going to give it like a two, one, two-week build. You're giving it some time. You're letting it breathe. I'm a fan of this. This is well done. No problem with that at all. This is only a good thing. My mind, it's only a good thing. Extremely well done here. It's a great job by AEW. Both guys cut a promo tonight. Establishing themselves. Hey, we know they're on each other's radar. And we're going to get it on. I like the four-week build. I think it's actually a five-week build. If my if my mind is right. Yeah. Five-week build. Think about that. They're not waiting a week or two weeks. They're going five weeks. I am down for the cause. One title defense on TV a month and you build it with like short little programs. I wish we would see more of that. I like that. And I'm looking forward to the match. I think the match is going to be very good. They didn't get a lot of time in their New Japan match at Wrestle Kingdom. I think they get a lot of time here. And I think Lance Archer and John Moxley are going to have a banger. It's a little disappointing because then you got to come around and you got to have then a three-week program or so, four-week program, and you got full gear on November 7th. So you have to establish some type of title contender between now and then. So that'll be interesting to see where they go. Because they did that with, who was Moxley and Darby Allen. So they did that before. So maybe we'll see if they do that again. Back to thoughts on the show. Keep just rolling along here. And we had totally another promo. Totally Blanchard FTR in the ring for their celebration of becoming the AEW Tag Team Champions. It's some of the tag teams around ringside. You had the Gun Club. You had Austin and Billy Gunn. You had uh, Daniels and Kazarian. You had Private Party. You had Jurassic Express. Totally, totally just came right out. Wasn't sugarcoating. They had the table behind them. Had some cake. You had some beers. Everyone had beers around ringside. Good little touch. Said FTR is the best tag team in the world. Cash Wheeler said they're undefeated, but they had to fight their way to the top. Cash point out in SCU. It's like, man, I could only imagine what the kind of matches we would have had with you guys when you guys were in your prime. You can tell they really irked. Daniels and Kazarian a bit. 
So they're in the locker room looking at private parties like, eh, no. Call them. Dax says they're the locker room leaders, pointed out Jurassic Express and said they get a non-title match with them next week. They jump to the ring. FTR backed off through alcohol and Luchasaurus's eyes. They rolled to the outside. Marco dumped a cooler on them. And then the teams came out and cut a slice of cake while they while FTR and Tully left. Not good. I would have went with they could have just cut the pro because the promo was solid. Promo was pretty good. You could have had the stare down with Jurassic Express rolled out of the ring and called it a day. They should have made that a tag title match for next week. But I get the whole thing of, oh, you, you don't deserve title shots at us. You got to beat us before you get a title opportunity. I, I can dig that. But the rest of it was bad. Not a good last, like, five minutes. That dumping of the ice from Marco on the FTR and Tully, that was pretty bad. That was some shit I really didn't need to see. That was pretty bad. Well, actually, that was the worst thing I saw on the show. Taz joined the announced team. Ricky Starks caught a promo. Dresses Darby Allen. This was funny. He made fun of Darby Allen for getting hurt all the time. And then told Allen, the next time you show up, Ricky Starks is going to kick your ass. Good fire there from Ricky Starks. That's the first time he really got any bit of promo time. Got the women's match now. The Rose with Vicky Guerrero against Tay Conte making her debut on Dynamite. You could see the raw emotion of Conte entering when she was walking to the ring of like, holy shit, I'm here. I love that. Because the fan, because the viewer at home and the people in the crowd are looking at you seeing that, and they're not going to think, oh my God, what is this lady doing? What a baby. They're going to be like, holy crap. Because everyone just gives this persona that wrestlers are just, they're robotic, they don't have feelings, and I hate that. Wrestlers have feelings, boxers have feelings, MMA fighters have feelings. You know, because he officially signed a full-time deal today, and it was announced early in the day. It's Elemental Lator. She went through a lot of crap in WWE when she was in NXT. She tried a rolling knee bar. Nyla got out of it, hit a splash in the corner. Vicky Guerrero interfered. Ray Conti in the eyes. They battled on the floor. Conti sent Rosen in the barricade. Conti hit a second uh, middle rope cross body for a near fall during the commercial break. Conti attempted a spring a springboard sunset flip, but Nyla Rose blocked it. She teased a uh, beast bomb. Conti blocked it, used a triangle choke. Rose powered out, used the beast bomb. And pinned Ty Conti. Solid match, not great, but better than any of the. I will say this: it wasn't the worst match I have I've seen in the women's division. It wasn't the best, but it was. It was good, and the women's division is getting better in AEW, and you're starting to see that more. I love that. I think that's really cool because the women's division's been getting a lot of flack. And rightfully so, because some the matches haven't been very good. Well, we're just going to be honest. They haven't been that good. But you're getting a good string of bouts here. The last three times AEW's been on, we've seen good women's action. We got 
Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb last week. Then you had Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa at All Out. And then the then match tonight with Nyla and Conti. Starting to get somewhere with that decision. Um, it was announced by Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Excalibur. The Young Bucks were each fined $5,000 for superkicking Alex Marvez. And Nick Cody. Cody was supposed to have a big announcement. Let's see what the announcement is. Because I don't even know what the announcement is. Let's see. Um, dun, 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 dun. We're going to find out here. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, let's see. I can't see what it is here. Let's see. No. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I can't really. He's going to be hosting a monster truck talent show with Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Cody and Snoop Dogg. I don't like to. This isn't a knock on Snoop because I love Snoop Dogg. I think we all can say we all love Snoop. The D-O-double-G for shizzle my nizzle. But what in the hell does Snoop Dogg know about monster drugs? That's going to be fun. I am looking forward to it. You can count me all in. I am in for that 150%. Sit down interview with Omega. Talked about that already. Then we got to the main event of the show, Mr. Brody Lee with John Silver and Dustin Rhodes for the TNT title. I loved this match. I love when Dustin walks in the ring. You can see the, the intent focus. I love that. You could tell how much this opportunity meant for him. The fact he was getting in this match. Dustin attacked Lee during the ring intros. They brawled around ringside. I finally got back into the ring. Some chops by Brody Lee. Dustin came right back with some palm strikes and a slingshot by Brody Lee. During the break, Dustin made his comeback, hit a bulldog, a hurricanrana, and a destroyer. Think about that. Think about these three moves. Bulldog, hurricanrana, destroyer. 51 years old. And remember, Dustin didn't look Fucking slow doing it like a lot of other people do. I don't remember last time I seen a 51-year-old do a hurricanrana. A good hurricanrana, not a freaking sloppy one that you could tell is choreographed. Dustin Rhodes is freaking amazing. Good Lord. Miss Molly. Crossroads for another two count. A beautiful power. Brody Lee delivers an awesome freaking powerbomb. John Silver distracted the ref. Dustin hit the unnatural kick on Lee. Gave, got, dragged Silver's happy ass in the ring, delivered a power slam. Beautiful pile driver on Brody Lee for another near fall. Lee attempted the boss man slam, but Dustin, he avoided it. Lee brought the strike, hit the discus. Larry, the Stan Hansen-like lariat for the pin. Dark Order came to the ring to celebrate after the match. 
They dragged the lifeless body of QT Marshall with them. And Brody Lee kicked out Colt Cabana for blowing it, causing them the victory at All Out. Brody Lee kicked Dustin Lowe, and the announcers went to Cody. Talking about the Monster Truck Show. Man, what that was a great ending. I love the end of that. Very good match. Entertaining. You had me entertained. Good back and forth. Dustin Rhodes is on a career resurgence this last year and a half. Didn't think he had it in him, but extremely well done. A great job by Dustin Rhodes. Great match with Brody Lee. I still would have went with Dustin winning. And then on the anniversary show, you could have done the rematch and Brody Lee could have gotten the title back. That would have just made for a really feel-good story. In my mind. That's what I think. That's just me, though. I would have went that route, but hey, who am I? I'm nobody special. But no, I would have definitely went with it, though, because I thought that would have just been really cool. But then announce the schedule for next week. It, it is taped. They're going to be taping tomorrow. Best friends against Santana Ortiz in a parking lot parking lot fight. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager continue the run towards tag team gold as they face private party. Hangman Page will face Frankie Kazarian and MJF Maxwell Jacob Friedman will be in singles action. I'll be watching next week. I think that'll be fun. All right. Um, you know, we'll get through this stuff thing here with Raw, and then we will then we will go and get to the questions and answers. Raw draws their lowest rating since the Thunderdome began. Raw did 1.73 million viewers, 0.48 rating in the eight, the key 18 to 49 demo, the lowest so far since the beginning of the Thunderdome. They were hurt by the playoffs. But the NBA playoff game went against the first 72 minutes of Raw, doing 2.71 million viewers and a 1.06 rating in the 18 to 49. And the game against the last 100, the first 72 minutes was the Bucks and the Heat. And the game, in the second game was the Lakers and the Trailblazers, went against the last 108 minutes of Raw, doing 3.5 million viewers and a 1.21 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. I don't know what the college football game was on ESPN, but it did a one point. It did one point five, one point one five million viewers, and a point three five and eighteen to forty nine in the NHL playoffs. And NBC Sports Network did nine hundred and fifty eight thousand viewers and a point two eight rating. Raw was down nine percent, seventeen percent in eighteen to forty nine, and thirty percent in eighteen to thirty four. Raw finished seventeenth overall. Better than it usually does. In 18 to 49, Raw was fifth in the night for the night behind two the two NBA playoff games inside the NBA, which is absolutely fantastic. And below deck Mediterranean. I have no idea what the hell that is. Can someone tell me what is below the deck Mediterranean? Please, for the love of God, tell me. Somebody. Please. 
How was that show beating Raw? Yes, I know Raw was bad. Raw was bad Monday. Raw wasn't that good. But what in the blue moon is Balone Tech Mediterranean? Every time I hear about this show, I don't know what it is. I'm afraid to ask my wife because she's probably going to give me a soliloquy on it. I'm going to want to ram my head into the wall. I can understand the sports. NBA playoffs are rearing, going on. They beat the NHL playoffs, but it's the NHL, so who cares? But what in the blue moon is below deck Mediterranean? This boggles my freaking mind. And I know people are going to say, oh, you know, it's Labor Day. and But if I'm ranking my the holidays of Mondays, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, Christmas shows, New Year's shows, Labor Day is at the low end of the freaking totem pole. No offense to Labor Day. It's a day off for a lot of people. Me included, I was off on Monday. It was great for me. And great, hopefully, for all of you, and hopefully all of you had a great Labor Day. But, 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 this was not, 1.73 is bad. And that show on we saw two days ago doesn't help the freaking cause. That show was awful. Good Lord, was it awful. I don't care. It was bad. Hopefully none of you enjoyed that nonsense. Because it was pretty damn bad. All right, let's get... We got some questions. We got some comments. Nick Swink. Nick Swink, I love you. Big fan of the show. Eddie Kingston has always been a great promo guy. Oh, my God, yeah. He was an Impact, NWA, now an AEW. So I say, right now today, September the 9th, 2020, Eddie Kingston's a top five promo in the business. I really, really think so. I do. I really do. I think that good. He's that talented. And he's that good in the ring. Great in ring work. Now, very, the comment is spot on. Eddie Kingston's a fantastic promo. My man, the juice. I'm going to chop off my head here for a second. He's got a lot to say here. My man, Dave Sadler. Have you noticed Cody is taking a step back and now Kenny is coming back as a singles competitor? It seems like when they started AEW, Cody was the face and they had Kenny kind of on the side, meaning not main eventing. And now roles are reversed. Can't wait for the world to see Kenny as a singles wrestler and Miro Day. Great show. Well, thank you for the comments. Juice, hope all is well with you and the family, my friend. I miss you. One of the guys I love seeing at wrestling and MMA shows. Love the juice. So one thing the pandemic's really put a damper on. Having no fans, you don't get to see the people you see at shows. And Juice is a Juice is a really good. He's a good friend. Got a good, great mutual friend, Ray Flores, who's killing it. 
for PBC. He's doing podcast stuff, ring announcing, play-by-play for Showtime. He's killing it right now. But Cody's been filming a TV show. This is the TV show he's been talking about, this monster truck show with Snoop. Um, but this is a valid point. And I think and this this great statement, question, and comments all around here. It was like that when AEW first started. And I thought it was smart because Cody had the national name where Kenny Omega didn't have that. He was the hardcore wrestling fan's name. Yeah, he was with New Japan, and New Japan was on access. But if you're talking a national name, Cody had that name. So, it, And if you really think about it, that made the most sense. You're going to push him. You're going to push Jericho. You're going to help those two are going to establish everybody. That was a smart move to go get that national recognition. And I think that game plan really worked. He lost the title. Put Brody Lee over in spades. Brody Lee hasn't been, he's been fantastic since that match. I really like what they've done with Brody Lee. Cody's going to be back. Cody's going to be challenging for titles. I'm not worried about that, but that's a great point. Though. Now the world, and then you bring up a good point at that. I can't wait. For, now the world will see how great Kenny Omega really is. Everyone's like, oh, where's the best spot machine? And we were talking about this earlier. And I'm thinking about and you bring it up, Dave, and then it's a v- fantastic point. The world will now see it. Not just a section of the world and the people that had New Japan World and the people that were watching on Access. Now you got the worldwide national audience. Omega's a great interview. He cuts a great promo. Beyond being great in the ring, he does everything perfect. He cut a great promo, and he's a great interview. When I when I talked to him in February, that was like the one thing when AEW was like, hey, who do you want to interview? It Omega was the first guy I said. That was the guy I wanted. I had never talked to Kenny Omega. I had talked to the Bucks before. I had talked to Cody. I had never talked to Kenny Omega. And it was a very enlightening 20-minute interview. I want to release that audio within the next week. But no. But no, but and happy Miro Day. Absolutely 100% on that. But no, great. Absolutely great question, Juice. Guys, leave any questions or comments. Leave them in. There's a couple more, and then we'll reel them off. And yes, that did make And I just wanted to finish. I hope that makes sense. No, made total sense. Great. That was a great statement. And thank you for the great comment, Juice. Really appreciate it and miss you, buddy. Another question from the Juice. And this... I forgot to bring this up yesterday, and we'll bring it up now. Are you able to attend the Warrior Wrestling Show on Saturday? Tessa Blanchard returns in the main event, the Fenter Warrior Wrestling Women's title against Kylie Ray. They got Brian Cage, TJP, the Rascals. No, I'm not going to be able to. They're, Warrior Wrestling is doing the first of three straight weeks of stadium shows at Marion Catholic High School and doing it in the football field. They did a show a few weeks back that I did see on Fight TV, and I thought it was great. If you guys have not seen Warrior Wrestling, one of the best indie promotions in the country, I'm proud to say they do all their shows here in Chicago and in Illinois, not far from my house, Which I'm, but I've never been to a show. Every time they have a show, I got to work. I got to work Friday night. I got to work Saturday night. The wife is watching the kids. The wife's at work, so I'm 
pulling double duty, watching kids and working. And that's always a, always a little bit of a tough cookie, but Tessa Blanchard does return to the ring. She will face Kylie Ray in the main event of the show. Be good to see Tessa Blanchard back in the ring. And no, I do not know where she's going. Everyone, I keep getting asked that as well. I don't know. I don't. I've heard WWE. I know she's hit. WWE is interested. I know AEW is interested. If I am her, I go to AEW. I don't think WWE would know how to use her. She is a lot of trouble. 150% yes. But she's a hell of a talent. You get her in the right environment. I think with her dad there, I think with Tully there, and that support system there, she will be just fine. She can make that. She can you. She can be the face of that division, and she can help nurture some of that talent as well, and have great matches. I really do. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and I also forgot Dynamite next week. Talking about the women, Thunder Rosa defending the NWA Women's Title against Eva Lee. Got to ask about what's going on there. I think that's interesting. But Tessa Blanchard, Kylie Ray, this coming Friday night, Warrior Wrestling. I am looking forward to that. Nick Swink. Raw ratings are only going to get worse with Monday Night Football coming back. Ding, ding, ding. Bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. Not wrong. It's going to be bad. Because you have no more tricks. You got the draft. It's been hearing rumblings of a draft in October. Okay, you do a draft. Okay. What do you do after that? What other tricks do you got? This is the whole thing of you need to be pushing, pushing new talent. So I'm hoping and praying Drew McIntyre walks out the WWE champion after Clash Clash of Champions. Then you can go to him and Keith Lee, and you can get that program roaring and going. I don't want to see, no offense to Randy, I don't need to see him with the title. I want to see new and fresh stuff like SmackDown. SmackDown feels fresh, feels like the hip show. That's what WWE means right now. The ratings are only going to get worse. You are not wrong on that because Monday Night Football starts this week, and the show they got right now for Monday, not looking very Dave Sadler, I went to the first Matt Royal Wrestling show, ran flawlessly. That's what I, I heard. I heard. I heard. That's what I, I heard. You're not the first person that's told me that, Dave, about the Warrior Wrestling show, the stadium show they had a few weeks back. I heard nothing about good things. They ran a show. I think it was. And Dave, please tell me the number if I'm wrong. I heard between like five and 600 people. That's the number I heard. I don't know. I haven't been able to verify a figure, and I haven't seen it anywhere. But if you know the number, Dave, or anyone watching, please let me know what that number was for the Royal, the Warrior Wrestling Show a few weeks back. Yeah, but I heard it ran really well. Though. I heard everything they did was was first class all the way, and that's not a surprise because those are good guys that run that company. 
Another question from Dave Sadler. If Tessa goes to WWE, she has to debut on the main roster, not NXT. If she goes to AEW, I want her in the title picture right away. It's an interesting statement. I don't know. I've thought about this. And I've had conversations with people in the company about her. There are some that do agree with that sentiment. Of what you just said. I think she needs to be in NXT. I'm not saying she's got to be there long. I think if you she if she signs there, you got I think they do they would do what they like they did with Kevin Owens. Just learn the bait, learn the system. See how they do things. She's got the in-ring stuff down to a science. I, mean, you don't, I, don't, I think the in-ring work is perfectly fine. I think it's more of, I think more of the promo style. See how they cut promos, and then you can kind of go off on your merry way. Effort. I think they could. If they do like a Kevin Owens type of thing. You give her the. She's in there for six months. You give her a. You give her a title run. You know, and then, and then she can go off on her merry way. Um, with AEW, I agree. If she goes to AEW, she's going to be right in the title picture. It would be dumb, very, very dumb of AEW not to put her in the title picture right away. I think they will do that. There's a lot of smart people over there. There's no dummy. And, and this is the thing I love. And I know everyone's got it's, and I hate this. It's at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans. It's the AEW click, the WWE click. It's like there's enough for everybody. We should all want what's the best for pro wrestling. Wherever Tessa Blanchard ends up is great for pro wrestling, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE. I hate this like split, such a bad vibe on social media regarding female talent. Not female town, but oh, AEW sucks. Oh, WWE sucks. We should all want all pro wrestling shows to be great. I know I do. Because it helps you guys. Yeah, it helps me out. Yeah, absolutely. But it helps, more importantly, it helps you guys out. Dave Sadler, 550. So, okay, no, that number, okay. That's a number I had heard. I wasn't too sure exactly what the number was. No, but thank you for that. I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. No issues at all. I went thinking it would be a cluster. You can say fuck. That's fine. And was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's you're not the first person that said the end part to me. Actually, that whole thing. Not just when I that's the one thing I kept hearing about the Warrior Wrestling Show. Really surprised. That's a lot of people were telling me that. I'm looking forward to that. And I maybe I'm gonna order that on Fight TV. I have to think about that one. I have to see how much it is. I don't think it's that much. I think like 10 bucks, something like that. So I got 10 bucks. I got some of that the zone money as people like to tell me. Oh yeah. Make the zone money. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'll pound sand on that one, but no, I'm so glad. Cause that's, I've talked to other people in wrestling and they've all looked towards and watched that Roy, the warrior wrestling show. Some of the indie promotions have really, they took, very impressed with how they handled things. And 
it seems like they're going to use that as their the standard bearer, the measuring stick per se of how to go about having shows. But we will end with that. Man, you guys are awesome tonight, man. Great, po- great show. Man, these last couple of you guys make all this fun. Make it all worth me going watching shows for two hours. And sorry I was an hour late. I had a family party for my sister-in-law. Spending some time with the wife and the kids. So I was like, well, sorry about that, everybody. So I'm a little bit of an hour late time, but you guys stuck with it, man. And I love that. Some really great comments, really great questions. Really great questions. It really does mean a lot. I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. That means this is, I love doing this. And to me, this is a ton of fun. But whatever way you're watching, watching on YouTube, just subscribe. It's not hard, guys. Just subscribe to the channel. It's not hard. Just go to walk away to Fight Club. If you're watching on, if right now, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're going to watch the replay, just go to YouTube. Walk the walkway to Fight Club. Subscribe. You got to get a little subscribe ding. Like the video. It's not hard. It's the thumbs up. Leave a question or comment. Tell me how bad I suck. Get a lot of porn bot lately. Yeah, talk to YouTube about that. I don't like these porn bot nonsense. It's a little ridiculous. We're getting a little sick of it, actually. But give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. If you're watching via Facebook Live. It's not hard. Give a reaction to the video. Leave a question or a comment. And then, here's the key thing I need you guys to do. The Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. It's simple. Like and then follow. It literally will take you 30 seconds. So type it in. Click the like button. And then click the follow. Not hard. Also, Ron, the the podcast has got a YouTube, uh, Twitter cha- uh, Twitter page. And I got to work on this one. This one's been a little difficult, and I apologize. At Walkway Fight. Also on Instagram. Got to work on that, too. Not good on Instagram. Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. And the audio for this, I'm going to stay up now and put it up. All you got to do. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. We get all kinds of people downloading and all these podcasting platforms I've never heard of. And I am very appreciative of that. Thank you so much for doing that. That will be up later this evening. Actually, we'll be up in the next little bit here. Also, you got to download rate, review, and subscribe. Or just subscribe, rate, and review. Give me the old five stars or I'm going to talk. I'm going to text Rob Van Dam. And I'm going to have him give you guys the five-star frog splash. A cool interview coming up with Cassius Corrigan that I did earlier today on Zoom. That is going to be up on YouTube tomorrow. He is the star, the director, and the producer of Huracan. It's an MMA film about a the psychological thriller. The guy has like multiple disorders, and he's having an MMA fight. It stars with it's with Jorge Masvidal. It is awesome. He suffers from multiple personality disorder which manifests itself in his aggressive and reckless alternate personality known as Huracan. 
His name is Alon. His name in the movie is Alonzo Santos. He, as he prepares for the biggest fight of his life, he knows he must muster. He must muster himself before he can defeat his opponent, which is Jorge Masvidal. That was a fun interview. We talked for nearly 30 minutes just about the film. We talked about Jorge Masvidal, talked about the pandemic and the struggles. I thought it was cool because we talked about the struggles of getting this movie on the HBO. I just thought the struggle he went through to get there, I just thought was so amazing. So that interview will be up on video tomorrow and be up available for podcasts coming up on Friday. Monday, I'm going to finally put the audio of my interview with The Miz. I'm working on a couple other things. I'm trying to get some stuff locked in. Just waiting for some responses on stuff. But thank you guys for everything. These last two days have been awesome. It's been fantastic. And I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter. Let's see, right there at Smilhausen Jr. I get those followers back up, man. I've been stuck between twenty six fifty and like twenty six eighty. So let's get me to twenty seven hundred here, guys. At Smilhausen Jr. It really would mean a lot. Everyone have a good rest of the night. We will see you guys. I will see you guys on Friday night with Daryl Rivera. We'll do another live show recapping SmackDown or preview the UFC show coming up on. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Preview the UFC show for Saturday night and the Bellator show on Saturday night as well. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. I'm out of here.